Hello and welcome to Rollins Around Town. I'm Sam Stark and I serve as the Vice President of Communications and External Relations here at Rollins College. Rollins Around Town is a showcase of outstanding people who make dynamic and important contributions to the Rollins campus and throughout Central Florida. In either case, these are difference makers who help uplift the mission and brand of Rollins and who help make our region a special place to live, learn, and work. Today, I am delighted to welcome Mike Brown. Mike is the Executive Director of Alumni Engagement for Rollins College, a position he began on January 17th of this year. Mike was most recently the Director of Alumni Relations for the Crummer Graduate School of Business for the past four years, serving as a member of the Dean's Leadership Team while working with the Crummer Alumni Board to deliver programming and events for over 7,000 Crummer alumni worldwide. Before joining Rollins, he was the Assistant Director of Alumni Groups at the University of Notre Dame. There, he supervised a group of seven responsible for the over 270 Notre Dame clubs across the globe and oversaw a group of 1,000-plus volunteers. Mike also helped manage six volunteer alumni boards. Mike is a 1988 graduate of the University of Detroit, where he earned a Bachelor of Arts degree in history and was a four-year letter winner and co-captain for the men's basketball team. Mike, so glad to have you on the show. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Sam. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Had quite a career in uh, alumni engagement and um, obviously at the University of Detroit. Give us a little bit of the backstory sort of maybe before. Where'd you grow up and, and how'd you get to Detroit and, and, and on to Notre Dame and then Rollins? Sure. Uh, glad to. Uh, born and raised in western Massachusetts. And for the sports fans out there, um, in the heart of Red Sox country, I was a Yankees fan. So that was my first uh Thanks to my father, who was a diehard Yankees fan, and I took that over just in hostile territory. So that made for an interesting childhood. But I had a good run with Yankees teams when I was younger, so at yes. least I had that going for us. Um, then we moved, uh, did high school and college in Michigan, and that's what kind of got me to the uh, University of Detroit. Um, played some basketball in southeastern Michigan, a little town called Adrian. <laughs> Um, then was lucky to, to go to Detroit, which was a fabulous experience, a nice, small Jesuit university, really kind of student-centric and, and loved playing basketball. A much younger and smaller body back then. I can't even remember it, Sam, but I, I do remember it was a, a fabulous time. And then kind of, you know, work-wise, moved around uh, a good amount in um, employee benefits, large group health insurance. So I, I worked for Prudential, uh, Humana, Cigna, companies like that. And I was in the Bay Area for a little bit, in LA, then San Diego, then Phoenix, then Charlotte. And before Charlotte, uh, um, I mean, after Charlotte, then I got to Indiana at the, the University of Notre Dame. So kind of a a long route to higher education, but now have been in that space, as you said, kind of in the alumni space for just about 15 years now or going on 15 years. That's fantastic. You probably couldn't have a more um, impressive and probably large in, in scope and size than, than the University of Notre Dame. I mean, we know there's schools with more alumni, um, at least in, in total population, but those numbers are, are, are pretty massive. Um, 
how how did you and your team get to fulfill all of that uh, workload? Yeah, it is. Um, there are right. There's a there's larger alumni bases. They would argue, or we certainly would have argued at Notre Dame. There may not be a more passionate or dedicated fan base. And I always say, right, everybody knows Notre Dame. Not right. everyone likes them. Some do, some don't. <laughs> but you know them, right? It's a it's a national, really international school, um, with I think right now maybe 150,000 alumni. So again, not like a Penn State or a Michigan State, but a very dedicated group. So I always thought in the alumni relations space, it's the greatest kind of working environment, right? Because you have such dedicated volunteers and folks that are wanting to give back to the school. So you don't have to truly go out and recruit and twist people's arms, right? There's people willing to do things, but that's sometimes harder, right? One of the things I learned early in alumni relations, the worst thing you can do is have someone raise their hand to do something and not have that's right. something to do for them. So right. that's what our team did. So we had a lot of volunteers, as you said, kind of in the intro, we worked a lot with Notre Dame clubs. So Notre Dame had 273 clubs around the world and we had a pretty big staff there. You know, we had 35 or 40 people in the alumni association, which is big for alumni. But when you think of the scope, it's really, you know, even with that staff, we couldn't do all the programming and events and things of that nature that we wanted to. So the key was to lean on volunteers. So we built a pretty strong network of volunteers. They were there, they had the passion. You know, we kind of trained them to be almost extensions of our office. So when you think of, uh, there's one right here in town, right? The Notre Dame Club of Orlando. Right. They, they, we didn't run that out of Notre Dame. They had the autonomy and we empowered them to be an extension of our office. And then you took these all over. So it became um, a really vibrant group, but it's really about, you know, working with alums, working with volunteers and, you know, trying to plug in and have real meaningful, thoughtful experiences. And that's all the same things that we're, you know, trying to do here at, uh, at Rollins as well. Right. 1994, I was working at Florida Citrus Sports here, uh, the, the, the Citrus Bowl, and we had Florida State and Notre Dame come play a regular season football game. And so we got to work very closely with the Notre Dame Club of, um, of Orlando, and indeed a, a vibrant and active uh, and engaged group of volunteers. Yeah. And so got to work with them a little bit back in the day, which was kind of fun. Uh, just sparking yeah, me- memories. So, <laughs> so can you give us what? What's the why? Like, how did? What was the appeal to Crummer um, and and Rollins uh, for a guy leading a pretty massive program at Notre Dame? Yeah, I think the the why in even that what led me kind of out of you know I would say the corporate world to higher education was that idea of you know maybe it feels a little cliche, but you know we we feel here on campus right. It's that calling to something higher, right? It's not just the, the bottom line. It's not profit. I was in sales and sales management for a long time, right? And you're driving to that. And great experiences. You work with a lot of different companies and people, but it's still different than when you ground yourself in a mission of a school. So that's what kind of drew me to higher education. And then, as I say, Sam, like, I don't have a bad word to say about Notre Dame. It was an unbelievable experience. It truly is a magical place. The only thing that it doesn't have going for it is its location. Ah. It's, <laughs> it is brutal. And, yes. And um, that was part of it. And I, I kind of tell a story, right? Like I met my wife in California. She had grown up in Palm Springs. 
lived 17 years in San Diego, one of the nicest places on earth. We moved, we moved to Phoenix and then we moved to Charlotte. And when we got to Charlotte where it snows, what, maybe once uh, a winter. And right. if that's a winter and it's gone in two seconds, she thought that was winter. And then we moved to <laughs> South Bend. So, um, just to say we're still married, so yes. it's a strong marriage to survive that. But the, the weather, weather is truly brutal, and South Bend is in a weird spot where it just gets a ton of snow. So really, the, the, for me, it was we really wanted to look for something different. And it was interesting of the Notre Dame network that we kind of talked about. I had a lot of folks that I knew from the Orla- Notre Dame Club of Orlando, yeah. from the Notre Dame Club of Jacksonville, that had ties to Rollins. Hmm. So as we started to just kind of think of new spots that were going to be warmer, I started to get all this information about, hey, you may want to look at this of, you know, how they go about things. And I think the folks that I was dealing with had some of the same feelings that drew them to Notre Dame, right? That there's, there's a mission here that is student-centric and student-focused, right? We're not just about turning out degrees, and I thought even those, those two schools look really different sometimes on paper. Some of those inner parts of mission and how they approach things are really similar. So that's what started me really getting interested. And then when I started to talk to the folks at Crummer and learn more about Rollins, it just made perfect sense of kind of the why matched up with what I want to do. And then again, staying in, in the alumni world where I can work with volunteers, help alums, you know, yeah. you know give back to the school. That's uh, that's what brought us down here, and the very nice weather. Yes, yes, I can have a similar uh, situation like that. So, um, totally get it. <laughs> um, so, at its core, right, we all roughly think we know what alumni engagement means and alumni relations means, but um, it's so important for for an institution um, at, at sort of at the highest level. What's what's the goal and the purpose of, of your team? Yeah, and I think you're right. I always think it's a great spot to be because alumni are everywhere, right? They're involved Mm -hmm. in the early part of the student's life, maybe even helping with admissions, right? They're they're helping in our classes. They're um, giving back financially. They're giving their time for programs and events to volunteer. So I always thought it's a great department to kind of see everything in action. So for us, it's all about connecting that group, right? So a network like that that's strong um, wants to connect with each other, right? They, they love the experience they had here and they want to be able to connect with each other. Our part in alumni relations to me always seems pretty simple of we want to connect, do things that connect people to each other and that may be programmatic, maybe of some events here and there like alumni weekend that brings a bunch of folks back oh. to campus. And we also want to give them the outlets to give back to the school and connect to the school. And alums do that in different ways. So our job is always to kind of hear that, figure out, and meet them where they are to have those opportunities that they can still further the mission of the school because that's at heart what they want to do. Yeah, they, you know, you may want to connect for business in that nature, and that's great, you know, to kind of keep it in the family. But so many of them want to give back in different ways. We just have to kind of figure out what those ways are and then make it really thoughtful and, like I said, meaningful in their interaction. Yeah. Uh, can you share some of the successes you had in, in your, you know, four years was, is a short in many years in ways, but, but, but significant in many others for Crummer. What, what was some of the successes that, you know, you were able to develop with the Crummer alumni? Yeah. 
And that's such a um, unique and, and great group, right? Again, a, a group that's passionate and dedicated to their experience at Crummer, and that really bonds them together, right? It's an intense, as you know, Sam, it's an intense experience of, you know, working and coming over to get your MBA, small classes. Um, so it's a great group to work with. So to me, it was more just, again, plugging them into things that they want to do. So I thought um, one of those silver, silver linings that happened when I was at Crummer with the pandemic was we had to pivot to kind of a digital, right, in a virtual way to interact with people. But I thought, again, kind of a silver lining because we truly, by being you know somewhat forced, even though we were kind of looking at that space too of how do we get other assets, digital assets and things to alums, right? Just like a podcast, right, where you can listen to it when you want. Our lives are so busy. That's what we were trying to figure out. And the pandemic made us do that. But it really was a silver lining because we started doing great webinars with some of our faculty members or alumni. Mm -hmm. And we were expanding the reach of who was who was able to kind of engage with us, right? Not everyone can get back to Winter Park, even even locally, right? right. When when I force kind of, you know, all uh, dis, uh, disassembled and traffic is just tough. So this way we were reaching folks in all the United States. We'd have people from 15, 20 different states get, come to a webinar. We had folks from all over the world now being able to engage with us. So to me, that was, again, one of the silver linings and one of the things we'll take and keep doing, right? We're, we're about in-person and kind of high-touch experiences at Crummer, at Rollins, but we're also providing those things that folks want that they can access at, at any time at their convenience. Yeah. I was going to ask you this later, but it, I think it, it, it's, it makes a little sense now. How, how has alumni engagement changed over the time that you've been in, in the business, you know, for 15 years? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, right, like, and it, it, this is not sports, right? So we're not truly, like, for alumni engagement competing with Florida State or Florida, right? Um, so it's about engagement. And I think the biggest thing is really time, technology, and our lives. That's the biggest way of changing of how do you reach people, right? So if you even you know, go back before my time at Notre Dame, right, there was things that you would want to deliver because people couldn't get the information, right? They're out there um, away from the school and you had to deliver that to them in some way. Now everyone can get everything at, on their phone, right? So it's a different way of you're competing with time in people's lives and how much do they have to allocate back to their, to their school. So to me, that's the biggest thing of just, you know, kind of fighting the world and, and how time impacts things. And then really for us having to deliver things that make sense, because if they don't, or they're not again, thoughtful or meaningful to the alum, there's just too many other things to do. So that's, that's to me the biggest change. Yeah. Makes sense. What are, you, what are your goals? What are your goals for Rollins alumni? And, and I don't know if they would be different. You basically have three sets of alumni, uh, Rollins, uh, Crummer, and Holt. Do you distinguish between the three? And, um, and, and kind of how, how do you maybe focus on, how, do you distinguish? Let's focus on that first, and then yeah. maybe we can talk about sort of the macro goals. Yeah, I think that's the interesting thing. Of You mentioned kind of the new role, right? So the new role that started in January was just the idea of bringing all the alumni uh, relations um, offices under one roof, right? Yeah. And and I think that makes great sense, right? And again, back at the pandemic, I think another silver lining, we started to do that. I think 
know, Crummer alumni and the undergraduate alumni, we were a little bit of a silo to start with. The pandemic brought us closer together. And then this idea of why wouldn't we bring them all together? So I think that's a great idea by kind of the leadership here. Um, so all of it will, we'll think of it more than like as one group of alumni, right? right? But they may have nuances, right? So Crummer is um, kind of a specific brand. So is Holt. So we'll do things that, you know, aren't that unlike, you know, marketing, right? Where you're just marketing to different people in a slightly different way, but still under a, under a big umbrella. So that's, that's our goal is to make it feel kind of more all in one. And there's so many things we can do together, right? Like I mentioned with virtual and webinars, that made sense. Why would you just do that for a crummer population or a whole population? Everybody wanted to enjoy that. And, and we saw that that was happening when we opened it up right. just because we had a crummer professor talking about something business related. Everyone, you know, the people that wanted to hear that would jump in. So that's, I think, you know, our biggest goal of really how can we leverage those three different brands to make even the, the one, the whole part even stronger. So I think that's, that's one of the overarching goals that, that we're looking at kind of moving forward. Yeah. Uh, not all alumni are created equal um, <laughs> and, and, and not just financially, but my really, I, I guess my point is more about age. Uh, and so there's clearly no one size fits all when it comes to communicating. Uh, so not just demographically, but again, you just mentioned the, th the three different schools. Some of them want and, he and to hear from and hear different things. What, what's your communication strategy? Like that's a, that's a really hard task. Yeah, it is. And that's one of the biggest things, right? And it kind of goes back to the question you ask of, you know, how do you get your message out there? Yeah. And that's, that's huge. That's, that's always, a uh, um, a challenge, but I think you, you kind of alluded to it. Part of the strategy will be trying to target people in a little bit more personalized. So as you said, like what has changed, I think that's changed over the years too, where people, the, the constituents, the alumni base is demanding to be um, communicated or interacted in a more personal way. So to your point, right, we may do things a little bit different with people that have graduated you know, 50 years and later, right? Like maybe the messaging is different. Um, maybe we use still some print there, right? Um, but maybe we don't with our most recent graduates because nobody's looking at that, right? right. So to your point that one size fits all, that model is kind of out in alumni relations. And you really just have to meet those different blocks or demographics or groups where they are. And we have some tools that we're trying to use as well. We just... Um, here in the last year, we just launched an alumni engagement platform called Rollins Connect. So again, to any of the alums out there, I'd encourage them to, to get on there and interact. So it's really putting all of our alums in one spot. So again, a way for them to network. And we'll also be able to do specific messaging. So through that platform, we might be able to break out groups, right? We know we have a strong athletic pull from alums here and we might be able to make a group for that or something that deals with fraternity and sorority life or something like a women in finance that people are interested. So to your point, those are the things that we're trying to do is market to folks um, in specific demographics that are wanting specific things because yeah. they may not want all the same things all the time. That's a challenge, but it uh, also makes it you know, pretty interesting as well. 
we've talked about this before. You helped lead a, um, a strategic plan for alumni uh, over the last year. Um, I've made the case, or, or at least think in my own, you know, narrow head that, you know, to make a good alumni sh- should start day one as a first year student wh- in whatever program. Um, is that possible? Uh, what's your sort of belief in that? And, and how, how do you, how will you kind of create quote good alumni? Yeah. I think it's a great point to, yeah, I, the idea, right? A good alumni or even a young alumni, right? We talk about folk, the, the group that just graduates, right? Back to your point, they're going to be communicated and need different things than someone that graduated 50 years ago. So I think of even a good young alumni strategic plan starts with a student kind of alumni plan. And you're so right. I think it starts, I really feel like it starts a little bit before day one because I think alums can be involved, and they are, right? They're involved a little bit in the admissions process. We may come up with, and we're talking to admissions and student um, affairs about ways we might be able to use alumni to to bring students into the college too after they've been admitted. So we're looking at those things, but I agree it starts then. And then you think of the continuum of a student, right? So when they first hit campus, I don't think you necessarily want to overload them with alumni stuff, right? Because they just, they're trying to find their way around, right? Where is, you know, where is KWR and what, you know, how does that work and how do I maneuver around campus? So that's, I think the strategy and makes the interesting part of, but you do want to let them know, that you're there and that this other network is here. And um, so that's our goal of look through the continuum of the student experience and start there, right? Yeah. Start to let them know there is a network out there. Start to let them know they're there to help and that you're part of that. I always hope that when people choose the school, they're thinking of that too. And I think our admissions team does a great job of, of selling that. And I know they did at Crummer really, because that was a very specific business unit. It's it's one of the major things to, to choose, I think. So that's our, um, back to the strategic plan, one of the pillars of that strategic plan is early engagement in young alumni. And early engagement means exactly what you're saying, starting with students. So we're really already running with career and life planning. And like I said, admissions and talking with Bronwyn and even some of the things in the fraternity and um, sorority life to where we, we don't want to impose, right? We want to collaborate and try to figure out where we can assist, let people know about it. And I think you build stronger alums, right, that will give back with their time and then maybe also with their financial donations at some point too when you can kind of layer that experience in. Yeah. That's the first time you've mentioned it, financial. And, and I think a lot of people think that that's what alumni relations is, is asking for money. Um, that's the first time you've mentioned it in this 20 or so minutes. Um, where does that rest in your head and how much does that keep you up at night about, you know, getting money, raising money from alumni? Yeah, it's an interesting spot, Sam, right? So from our spot, I think we lead with the engagement. So you didn't hear me mention it to start, right? Because what we're trying to build is really that engagement part. And I don't want to say engagement for engagement's sake, right? Because it it is more multi-layered than that. But I think when you do that, right, like alumni relations and alumni engagement is a longer play sometimes to financial or donations down the road. So I think our main goal is that of getting the network to connect with each other and connect back with the school and in turn 
that will lead to those things. So we're, we're part of the institutional advancement team, right, in alumni relations. So we work very closely, um, but charged by the leadership to really focus on the engagement side, knowing how that will kind of lead to other things. And all the statistics in alumni engagement and alumni relations show that the more someone's engaged, or if you have like a true volunteer, somebody's leading something, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, it's like 60, 80% more likely to also donate to the school. So I think those things go hand in hand in our lane. We're trying to make sure that folks know that when alumni relations is reaching out to them, it's not, it's not really the direct ask, right? And, and those will come. Those will come from, right. a, from other areas. We're not saying that. But we want to make sure that they know there's these opportunities. And then we think all of that will come together. So we're working really closely, like, with our development officers, right, to kind of get that feel. In. And I think they're really supportive knowing that if people are engaged and they're really finding things that are, are again, meaningful – their jobs are going to be easier. So that's, yeah. that, that's kind of the goal. If, if we make that easier, then we've kind of, you know, done our job. Yeah. And it's not always about the multi-million dollar donation. Those are delightful and, <laughs> and help. But it's also about just the collective. And, you know, the, if everybody gave X, just think of the, the, the collective impact that could have for an institution. Yeah. So important, right? And, and, and so true. And I, and I think, again, back when you say the challenges or how have things changed, I look at like the, you know, the younger group of alums, like they don't give in the same way too, right? Like they want to see where things are going. But I think if you can make that case, like you said, like even a small donation or, you know, smaller numbers can add to a bigger thing. I mean, even look at the major campaign we did. So the numbers were amazing, right? 290 million or somewhere in that neighborhood. But when you break it down, there was over 16,000 individuals that made up that number. So to your point, you can do a lot with a, with a small amount. And it's just, I think it's education about that, right? First kind of like educating that, you know, we're in alumni relations, not all about that, but we're leading to a bigger thing and just educating them that way that to say it's important. Cause I think sometimes, right. And you know, this uh, of working the community, people think, you know, Hey, we're in winter park. We're at Rollins. You guys have everything you you need, right? And, right? and people don't realize it just doesn't quite work that way. But I think when you, when you can break it down then and show some of these things where everything helps, then that's where I think you can move the needle a little bit easier and a little bit faster. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You talked a little bit about volunteers and, and helping with your work. Uh, you get to work with alumni board. I had the privilege of, of serving on the alumni yeah. board. Um, what's the makeup and role of, of the alumni board at Rollins? Yeah, it's a, it's a great group of folks. Um, I, I hope you enjoyed your experience too. It's, um, Very so much. there's 20 or 24, somewhere around there alums from really all over the country, right? They're not just central Florida. Cause again, right. Rollins is, uh, maybe not national like Notre Dame, but we're national, right? Indeed. We're international. For so sure. we have alums from, you know, Colorado, from DC, from New York, uh, uh, from Atlanta. Atlanta seems to be a hotbed for Rollins these days, just as a side note. But it, yeah, it's a great group of folks, all volunteers, right, giving up their time. They come back three times a year to meet. But more than that is the work that they're doing in between the meetings. This, the, the Rollins board, they're not, um, they're not a ceremonial board. They're not just um, kind of like where you would just report out to them, right? They're really a working board. And I see it when you look at resources, right? Um, We've got a pretty small team to do 
the lofty goals we want, um, which is great. That's, that's how higher education is. I mean, even if you went back to Notre Dame, I said we had a big office. We still didn't even have close to the number of right. people to do the things we want. So it's always the case. But the alumni board is almost like an extension of our office. So they're not purely working only for us, but that's, they're an advisory board to our office. So they're working on things we're working on. And that's unbelievably helpful. Even the ideation or strategy that folks bring, and they bring so many different things, right? Just because they're not doing alumni relations on an everyday basis doesn't mean their opinions or their ideas aren't terrific. And they're alums, right? They're, that's the whole idea. They're supposed to know the network very well, and they all have great networks, and that gives us information to say, okay, this is what we need to do, because that's the thing you don't want in our space. You don't just want to develop things to develop them, right? It's got to be things that people want, things that people need, that there's a strategy behind it. So they are great at being able to uh, assist us with that, yeah. just an unbelievable group of folks. One of the newer initiatives that came out of your office is um, Rollins in a Box. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love that. And, um, you know, we tried chapters, um, alumni chapters throughout the country. And it's, it's, a, it's a massive task, right? Like it's easy to say you have X dozens or five or 10, but, but you got to be able to work them. You have to have either people uh, accepting the role as really diehard and committed volunteers like a Notre Dame, or you have to have staff. And, and we probably don't have either of those, which is fine. But your office came out with a really cool concept. Can you talk a little bit about that for, for alumni who are listening and maybe want to do something in their, uh, you know, in their communities? Yeah. No, thanks for bringing that up, Sam. I think it is one of those very cool new initiatives. So the idea behind it is pretty straightforward, right, that we're um, marketing or telling folks about being able to somewhat organically do something in their own area away from Central Florida, right? Like we probably have this area covered through our office. But what about, you know, the alums in New York City or uh, Atlanta was the first one yeah. that did it, right? So we've put this um, kind of really box, uh, it, it, it is a box in some ways, right, of where we will send them Rollins type of, you know, um, swag and things of that nature to have an event or give them kind of a blueprint. But somebody would, the alum themselves in that area would kind of be empowered or yeah. take control of that. To your point, we're really not big enough. And again, most alumni associations aren't to staff these things from different regions. It's just not feasible. It's not a good ROI. But when you have committed folks willing to do it um, and do some of that legwork, which makes sense, right? Because yeah. I always think, why would we try to figure out from here in Winter Park the best way to do an event in New York City, right? We don't know the traffic patterns. We don't know where people go. We don't know the expense, right? So leveraging the folks locally makes so much sense. And the Rollins in a box gives them that opportunity that it's a small investment kind of financially from us, but it's a big investment in that we have folks kind of, you know, spearheading the work for us, as you mentioned, really in a volunteer basis. And I think that's, I think that's what we want to keep building on because you're right. I don't know that will ever go back to chapters and clubs, right? People aren't joining as things as much anymore, but it doesn't change the fact that folks in a given geographical area still do want to connect. So we, right. we have to think of it, whether it's a group or if we're using Rollins Connect, which is going to make it easier, right? Because we can kind of put all the alums in New York City in a group where they can see each other easier. Or if you're going 
to New York City, you can see that. So whether it looks like an old-fashioned club or not, it still gives you that way to connect. So I think those are the two things we're going to build of trying to develop a volunteer base a little bit more of pure volunteers that are helping um, and that real organic of, hey, we, we can stand up a, an event if you or a couple of your friends or classmates want to run it and we'll, we'll help some from here and try to get kind of the best of both sides of that For engagement sure. coin. It's a great idea and uh, hope people will take advantage of it. You've, you've, you've probably hinted at some of these, but um, I, I always ask this to Rollins' uh, colleagues. What's your snap your fingers and make it happen wish uh, for your work and, and your team? Oh, wow. Uh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> and this is, a, this is a horribly not interesting, uh, but this is, when you said it, it immediately jumps to my mind. But I think it's, uh, but it's, it's, it's truly important in the end. It's around data. <laughs> ah, interesting. So not, yeah. not super not exciting, right? Yeah. yeah, not. But our, our challenge, and this is all of higher ed, right, of, of having updated data so you know how to communicate with people. Or you know, again, I look at it from our development side too, right? Like if we don't have information, how do we know? We could have somebody that wants to donate. We could have somebody that wants to give their time. That's the, that's the challenge because you don't typically come back to your alma mater all the time to update your address, right? You might go to LinkedIn, right? If you're in that business mind, yeah. you, you know, you'll update something with, you know, the post office or, or, or a bank, but that's the, that's the challenge of having that information, knowing where our people are so we can back to your point. So we can kind of meet them where we are. If we mm -hmm. don't know how many people work at Disney or we don't know what industry all our alums are in, then it's a lot harder to program. So I think the more we can do, and we're making grounds, and I think there's, I think there's a collective effort all across campus yes, to do that. It's, sure. it's hard. It really is. It's, it's, it takes everyone, and it takes kind of a consistent messaging, right? So we're trying to find spots where we can give people easy ways to update that information. Then we can share with everyone on, on campus as well. So that's the one. Yeah, if we could have good. all of that, we, you know, we'd have more people to communicate with. We'd probably have more people doing things. So that would be a quick step. On a lot of levels, that's a that's a good, uh, you know, sort of macro Rollins, uh, snap your fingers and make yeah. it happen wish. Um, how, how about um, President Mike Brown of Rollins College for a day? What's that look like? You're, you're one day. That's all you get. Oh, okay. It's one day. <laughs> I was going to say, no, the <laughs> so college would we're be. We're pretty good right now with this president. So we yeah. don't. But uh, President Brown gets one day. What's, what's that day look like at Rollins College? Yeah, we were working with uh, Grant here recently. He's doing a, it's almost like a tour. He's, he's got some events coming up next week in a number of different cities right after each other. So, oh, yeah. so you're right. He is great, and we've got one. Yep. Um, I feel bad for the college if they had to endure a, a Mike Brown presidency <laughs> for a day. That, that could cripple him. But we can get there. Yeah, we can get there. We can there. survive one day of you. I, uh, I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, I think it's just more Fox Days. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah more. That's a popular answer. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that? <laughs> and in, in learning a little bit more, right? Because even as I started out at Crummer, right? Crummer, you know, back to things are different and we have to kind of think through. They didn't really participate as much because the classes are different. Like they, they can't stop classes that day. So, right. so I feel like I'm still learning more about it, but. Uh, yeah, I would lead on my day of, uh, I, I watch those pictures. We have such great social media around Fox Day. Everyone's happy. Yeah. 
I think what what just that's that's the that's the first and only thing I'll do, and we'll enjoy like another it. Fox Day. You have a special place on campus. You, you you get away, and you know when when you're stressed to the to the limits, you anywhere you like to go and just sort of chill out on campus. Yeah, I think the the place is so, and you know this, right? You know this area so well, and have been here. Um, it's just so beautiful. I don't I don't even know if you have to or can pick a spot, right? Because I think if you just start maneuvering around. It's all that, right? I, I always think anything kind of around the lake, right? If you're out behind the, the museum or yeah. anything around with the, the paths back there is always super kind of soothing and just, uh, you know, I'm sure everyone, you know, says that, but I really feel like, you know, it's the type of campus that wherever you are, you're, you're in a good spot. Like it's it. just so beautiful. So to any alumni who, who happen to be listening, um, what do, you, what do you want them to do right now? Uh, any, anything they can do? What's your call to action for, for our alumni? Yeah, I, I think of, as I mentioned, right, and again, some of it's technical, but I think it plays into so many things. So I would always still kind of promote Rollins Connect. If, if you go on our website or you see almost anything that comes from us, it should have information around that. And I would just encourage folks, it's important. It's our idea to kind of put all alumni stuff in one spot too, again, to make it easier, right? Instead of Here's a website for this. Go over there for that. We're going to try to do all the things there where you can register. You can um, easily tell us that you want to give back in different ways, right? Like helping admissions or I want to mentor a student. That's all on Rollins Connect. It's, it's not just a directory, but I also say it is because yeah. we've never had that. And we get those calls all the time, right, where alums are trying to connect with other alumni in in an industry or in a company, and it's great for that. So that's my biggest call to action because we need to get more people active on that, knowing that it's useful. And we, we have to keep it vibrant and useful for folks, but that would be my, my, my call to action okay. of um, looking at that, participating in that. I think it will be beneficial um, to the individual themselves on a lot of different fronts. I like that. Mike, I find myself in meetings a lot where sometimes I let Sam the alumnus talk and not Sam the staff member, and it's it's almost gotten me in trouble a few times. Maybe it has once or twice, but both wearing both hats, I am just so happy and excited that you're here and in this role. I think um, your your legacy will be incredibly important and impactful to the college and to our alumni, and so. Thanks for, for your leadership. Thanks for what you're doing. And um, really excited to see uh, what, what you guys continue to do over the next few years. Well, thanks so much, Sam. I, I, love, I love Sam the alumnus as much as <laughs> Sam the, Sam the uh, uh, Rollins uh, staff member. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for being on the show. Special thanks to Kalani, our awesome board operator and yes. marketing coordinator for uh, keeping the show uh, going. Uh, keep updated on all of our shows and guests. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rollins Around Town. And subscribe to our podcast, Rollins Around Town, on Apple, Google, and Spotify. So with that, we thank Mike Brown, and uh, we hope you all have a great day. Thanks.